Welcome to the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode number two. Well, thanks for coming and being with us again here in the Floorball Guru Podcast. Working on continuing to educate, build, learn, and grow the sport of floorball across North America. Today we're focusing on event planning, event development, how to get your you know, your idea off the ground and running as successful as possible. Hosting an event in general, it's going to take a lot. And if you're thinking I'm just going to start it from day one and the next day it's going to be off and running, it's going to be successful, frankly, you're wrong. It's just not the case. It's never going to happen. And frankly, more time is spent working and developing an event than actually running the event. So if you're looking to, to do something and you're not two months, six months down the road already thinking about how you're going to get it off the ground, you're already behind the game. So you got to catch up. I try as hard as I can to work and be six months down the road. The further ahead I can plan, the more op- opportunities, options that come to me are going to be available. And I encourage everyone to kind of be working and thinking in that same kind of platform. Because there's a lot to do. First, you got to think about where am I going to run it? How am I going to market it? Who do I need to get involved? Do I need volunteers? What's my budget? How am I going to get funding and sponsorship? All those things. And it takes a lot of time and effort and co- coordination in the end to really make it happen to be successful. So if you're lucky, you've already got a facility lined up. Does it cost something? Does it not cost something? Are you able to do gift in kind? Uh, you know, What sort of liability insurance are you going to need in order to make it successful or even just get in the door? There's a lot to kind of work on. So the goal for any event is based on the mission of the organization. What is your mission? Do you know? Do you have a plan? Is there something set in stone that you're continuing to work on and build? And does it meet that? Do you have shareholders that you need to meet, uh, meet and kind of work with? Do you need funding and approval from a board? Or is it you that's kind of working on these things? So there's, again, there's a lot that's going on to kind of build it out. Other factors you may want to think about it is the goal to make money. Are you looking to do fee generation that you're going to make thousands of dollars off or hundreds of dollars? Are you just looking to break even and cover your costs because you just want to run an event? And maybe in the first year, you might lose some money or you might break even. And then going forward, your goal is to continue to grow and make money. A lot of different options. And again, it comes back to your mission. What is your goal? What are you trying to do with this process? And it's difficult enough to build an event from the ground up, but if it's poorly planned and run, it will never get off the ground. It will always struggle with that, or you're at least going to have to reset and try to change that public opinion because you've already spent all this time working to get people to your event. But now if it's a, if it's a crummy event, good luck getting those same people to come back or at least convince them to come back. So sometimes when you're doing an event, you've really only got one shot to make it work. Or if you're able to do a second time, you got to make sure to continue to grow and continue to build and improve in those areas. So really, when we think about it, there's a lot at stake for your organization and your event that you're kind of working on and building. And it's difficult to to do, but you got to take the time to plan ahead. So again, when we're talking about time frame, we're working out two months, six months, a year. And, and some of that may be dependent on the facility and the location that you want to do. You know, I would love to run maybe a, a world championship qualifier in the U.S. Well, I've got the great facility available in my area to do it. I think the location is perfect. 
but the timing doesn't work, so I can't do it. So if I said, oh, I'm gonna do this event, and I'm promoting it, and oh yeah, I can get it out there, and then I can't actually deliver, well, I look bad, everything around that looks bad, I'm letting people down, good luck for anybody coming back to me in the future and wanting to do anything event-wise and, and build it from there. So it's about building that, that consistency that you can do an event that you can start it from beginning to end, that it's gonna work, that everyone's gonna be happy, or at least it's gonna be a quality event that even though there are some hiccups, you're gonna be able to continue to make improvements for the next time, get people coming around to you. And that's kind of a business thing in general. If you consistently can't meet demand, why is anybody gonna work with you? You have to constantly be working on that. And there's gonna be failures to it. And you're gonna to continue to grow and you're gonna, a lot of things are gonna happen, but hopefully if you're building positive relationships and making a positive experience across the board, that's gonna benefit you in the long run. So when starting anything new, again, we have to come back and think about the process needed to, be, needed to happen. How are you, how is your approach going to vary? Is it you're trying to do something new, something different? You know, how are you going to do that? And then how are you going to attract different people to it? So we look at floorball. We get somebody that says, hey, I want to do a floorball tournament. Great. Let's get a floorball tournament up and running. How are you going to get people to that? Is the location that it's going to be uh, accessible to other people to come out and, and do it? Is the cost or the time of the year going to affect when people can or can't come? You know, there's a lot of different factors to that than just, I want to do a tournament. And I think we forget sometimes, you know, all these things are great, but we have to develop. We have to build it to something. Um, but if you've got it and you want to do something well, again, with the right attitude and the right processes set up, it can be successful. So one thing I've done when I've tried to start an event, you know, I work at a university and I'm the director of recreation and, and I'm always working with different sports and fitness classes and outdoor recreation trips and a lot of it comes down to marketing and education. So I've got everything set up, I wanna do it, now I have to create that drive and that interest. And sometimes that means I gotta drag people to the event to a degree just to get it started and off the ground and then as long as I provide the quality service and a program to it, then the word gets around. And we forget a lot of times that word of mouth is, in some cases, the most important marketing piece that we have. We could spend all the money and the time and the energy and what we want to develop a sport and, or a program or an event and get it out there. And if people aren't talking about it in a positive way, probably going to have a tough time getting more people to come back. So positive, uh, you know, word of mouth is definitely important. The other part, too, is using what you have at your disposal in the digital media and the digital world right now is, is really helpful in that to use Facebook marketing, to get sponsored ads, and to get it on, on there and in front of targeted groups for, for who you want to get to your area. So if you're not utilizing those platforms, I suggest you be looking into that. Um, and then print media still works, frankly. Print media still works, so getting it out there and getting it in front of people is is still an effective, mostly time, uh, that you're going to have to do to, to drive things around and, and build it from there. But you know, you got to do those things if you want it to be successful. You can't just sit back and say, "I'm going to run this event and people are just going to come to me." If they don't know about it, you know, they're never going to come. And the other thing I, I want to call out too is, you know. Uh, in, in my area in Lacey, Washington, we have a local sports soccer 
club called the Lacey Pocket Gophers. And that was designed by Troy Kirby. And he's done a wonderful job of setting up something from nothing, literally something from nothing. And one of the things that he's done very effectively is build out a marketing platform that gets his product in everybody's face. He wrote a really interesting article, and you can find it on LinkedIn, about the idea of having an opinion of your brand. And the whole idea is built around, if you don't know about my brand, you don't have an opinion on it. And that's a problem. Because if you have an opinion on it, you, you either love it or you hate it or you're kind of in the middle a little bit. But you at least know about it to have an opinion. And if nobody knows about your product, they can't have an opinion or even have the ability to have an opinion on that. So it's really important to think about how are you going to get it out there? What creative things can you do to get it out there? And I'll tell you what, it's going to take a lot of time, work, and, and, and effort to get it in there. But again, if done right over time, and we have to think about the long term, and maybe a year or two, three years down the line, we're going to start this program, and three years down the line, this is where I want it to be, there's a good chance it's going to take that long or maybe a little bit longer to get to that point where maybe you envisioned it from the beginning. So again, your focus on marketing and energy, all that's gonna have to come. It's just gonna take time, so be aware of that. The other thing you wanna think about is, again, looking at you know, how are you going to attract those people? What relationships can you create in the local community that's going to benefit them or also to benefit the businesses and get sponsors? You know, work on some of those things. So again, it's going to take a lot of boots on the ground. You know, I kind of, I kind of call floorball at this stage and point the door-to-door -door salesman approach because we have to be creating those relationships at the local level in order to build people into our world. And once we get them into our world, we can get them engaged and we can show them exactly what it is that makes us so exciting. Uh, about floorball and why is it exciting why is it engaging and then once we open that door and get them in we have a much better chance of keeping them involved and engaged and wanting to invest in what we're doing so if you're not making those relationships get out there and 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 figure out how to do it and sometimes it's a simple ask too often we get stuck in the, the idea that I can't ask a question I can't ask for something if I want something why not ask for it what's the worst somebody can say They'll say no. The best case scenario is they give you something that's going to benefit what you do. You might even find in the end, cultivating that re relationship, those people are going to know other people or they're going to kind of come in and say, we want to invest. So now they're potentially investing their time, their energy, or their money, or all three of the above, uh, to draw you into their world. And now your reach expands just that much further. So it's really important when we're looking at some of these things you're setting up that we're thinking long term and we're looking to develop those relationships. And I think too often we think, I want, I want it now. I want to have my event be solid, my league to be amazing and have all these people involved and engaged and all this. But it takes time. And it takes a consistency of your product and what you're selling as an organization. If you're selling a sport of floorball or whatever that is, to continue to grow, to continue to build. And as more and more people come, again, the talk gets out there. They start seeing it. They become more aware of, of oh, this, this sport exists or this program exists. Now I want to get involved and, and all the above. So, again, it just takes that time and working together and kind of building it out, um, you know, and, when you're thinking about, again, I, this is floorball, we're talking floorball, but a lot of these things, a lot of the same strategies that I use when I talk to camps and groups and consult with different organizations about how to, how to change their approach with marketing and 
we're setting up a program from start to finish, a lot of these are the simple questions that I'll ask and, and, and kind of help walk them through it. But it just takes time and it takes that effort. And it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it's definitely something to look at and continue to, uh, to, to build through. And hopefully, you know, year one is a success. In year two, we've pushed the needle a little bit further. In year three, we've continued to push it further and further and further, and that becomes a force. It becomes a consistency. Uh, two is, let's say you're gonna you're gonna plan a uh, a, a, a tournament. Great. Figure out what day is gonna work, and some of that may or time of the year, and some of that may will likely depend on access to a facility to run it. But you have to keep it consistent. People should be able to over time know. This time of year, this weekend, whatever that is, that every year your event, your program is going to happen at that time. And as they grow, if they've kind of built into your world, they're going to start marking it on, on your, their calendars and they're going to start planning to go to your event. And they're going to talk to their friends who are saying, hey, I'm doing something on this event. What are you doing? Oh, I'm going to this floorball tournament. Do you want to come? Oh, I didn't know it. I'd love to come. And then it get, builds from there. So. If you're going to do a class, same idea. Classes, I'll run, say, Thursdays, afternoons, the same times for six weeks, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll do another six weeks. The same time, same day. Now, some of that, that day may, may or may not work for everybody, and I may, am I losing customers because of that? Yes. But, again, if it fits in your schedule to do something, you just have to run it. And eventually, people will catch up. If they want to do your product and program bad enough and they want to get involved they're going to figure it out or as it continues to grow you can add more to it and now you're able to, to expand your reach um, but you, again you may be limited on your funding space uh, access to staff equipment a lot of different factors that can roll into it so don't get discouraged on it but if you're not planning start planning now and if you need to your first call should be looking at your facilities looking at what insurance requirements, what's your budget, what equipment do you have, how are you gonna market it. Look at those simple steps and then map out a plan of attack. And then go for it, give it a try. Some, you'll find sometimes it's gonna work, sometimes it's not gonna work. But you're gonna have options and you're gonna to continue to grow as it builds out. So keep at it. And if you have more interest about resources, uh, how to do different stuff, Check out my website at www.floorballguru.com. We'd love to help you in any way that we can.